Lauren Maring is lovely. She's stylish, she's friendly, and communicates confidently. When I met her, she wore a blousy charcoal gray dress, let her blonde hair loose, and rocked a bold lip color, which I always appreciate. I liked her instantly. Now, I knew her story was very different than mine. Her experience with sex and relationships looks nothing like mine. But by the end of the episode, you'll see that these differences didn't matter anymore. Her story and what God taught her through it reveals to me all the places where I'm not fully believing and accepting God's grace in my own life. Whether you've had sex outside of marriage, made out way more than you wanted to, or are still waiting, this episode is for you. Lauren is not the only one who needs grace. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you, you're not the only one. Hosted by Candace and Reby. Here's episode two of our three-part series on sex. It's called Sex and Grace. This story does cover some sensitive issues, so it might not be the best one to listen to if you have kids in the car, but there's also a lot of redemption here, and I hope you're encouraged. Here's Lauren telling her story. Growing up, I grew up in, um, I grew up in Texas a very large um, church. So I would definitely say the emphasis was always to like abstain from having sex, no doubt. Um, definitely, honestly, like really, really, that was so important to people. Um, and and it is important, but I grew up under that knowing that it wasn't something I should do, but not really understanding why. Um, and I think a lot of people who grow up in the church um, are told a lot of things like that, but yeah. not it's not explained to them. And I also think that there's no positive light put on it. So it's very much like sex is bad, it's this, it's that, it's awful. But in reality, like sex in the confines of marriage is beautiful and amazing and wonderful. So I think that the absence of that conversation has huge impact on like a young girl's mind, so for me, it was super difficult because I knew it wasn't something I wasn't supposed to, I was supposed to do. Um, but then when I was 16, I had my first boyfriend, and my parents have had like a very rocky past themselves, and we've had like the basic conversation. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think like, and this is how I feel now. But like, I think like that parent role is so important. Beating other people to your kids on that conversation is so important because like once that conversation is set in motion once that child hears that thing about sex or whatever like they're literally going to judge everything off of what they first heard yeah so it's so important that like parents be involved in that area like it's not awkward it's not weird if it is like okay maybe it is a little bit for some people but it shouldn't be like it's so natural it's like a part of life it's how like a child even becomes a child like that's how you had a child you know yeah. so it's like it's just <laughs> fundamental like it's just kind of an obvious like it's a conversation you need to have and i know so pe- so many people are really scared of that but um i think it's probably one of the best things you could do for your child to start that conversation earlier than like later i think that that was something that was missing from my life for sure love my parents so amazing but that's something that i definitely wish i had had more conversation with them on. So back to having a boyfriend when I was 16. I had a boyfriend when I was 16. I thought I loved him. He thought he loved me. I mean, maybe we truly did love each other, but it was kind of that first love situation. So, you know, 16-year-old girl, 16-year-old boy, 
your hormones are raging and you're just kind of just want to be on top of each other all the time and like be with each other all the time. So my boyfriend and I, we actually never had sex, but we kind of did everything but. So it was kind of that intro sort of to starting to get physical with someone from the opposite sex, like really for the first time ever for me. I think I was really young and just feeling all the hormones and I was just like, oh, this is so fun and I really love this person. And it was just like how it was. It just kind of was a thing. And I think definitely on the, the there's always that like, I feel kind of bad, like I shouldn't be doing this. You know, there's like that kind of that guilt and shame kind of is like already started. And I think a lot of that has to do with like not understanding like who you are, who Christ is, and then also growing up under atmospheres that don't exactly explain like really like what being physical with someone should look like and all those things. So I know that we definitely like wanted to preserve ourselves, And even then I was like, I still don't want to have sex with anyone like till I'm married. Um, and that was definitely a goal for me. I think my boyfriend and I, I think we were together for like two years and then we ended up breaking up. And so when we broke up, I was like extremely devastated, heartbroken because it's like, it doesn't even matter if it's sex, like anything that's emotional and physical obviously is going to be really awful and you're going to be maybe a little devastated like you're like that's just how we work like you know you can't be physical and emotional and not expect to have some sort of it's just painful yeah you can't you can't really get get away with it Mm -hmm. um not being that way and and it's crazy because there's so many people today that like will be emotional with with a relationship or they'll just be physical with a relationship and they think oh it's no big deal i can kind of escape from this you know that kind of thing and the the reality is, is like, you really, you can't, like, you never can. Like, sex is huge and it will always be a big deal because it's a, it is a big deal. It's a very, like, intimate, personal thing. So, um, I don't know, for me, it was just like, it was a devastating breakup, which left me feeling very, like, rejected, hurt, alone, all those things. Which, honestly, that relationship kind of gave me a horrible viewpoint on, like, how relationships should be, like, that kind of thing. Was it just like not a good situation? So then I like got thrown into college and I went to art school um, in Savannah, Georgia, which was so fun and I loved it. But I think I started like drinking early, kind of just got into that scene a little bit, always feeling extremely um, convicted often, like always that just kind of walking that line, like that black and white line. I was just kind of in the gray, which is, um, you know, probably not a good decision ever. Anyway, so I kind of went in that direction. And I think really a lot of this was just like it really stemmed from loneliness and like everybody else was doing that or everyone else was having sex or, you know, it becomes this thing where it almost becomes like a badge of honor in college. It's kind of like this thing that it's, oh, well, I've slept with this person. And so it's a big deal. And you should listen to what I have to say. And like for me, I don't think I ever felt that way. But I knew a lot of girls who really felt like it was a badge of honor to Mm -hmm. wear. Like it was their identity. And like, that's where I think it all kind of starts, at least for me. And, you know, everyone has different situations. You know, some people have been like, you know, sexually abused since they were younger. And like, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios. But my scenario and a lot of women I know, it comes from an an identity issue. And it's just the whole idea that honestly, like you don't know who you are and you don't know who you are in Christ. And you really probably don't even know who Christ really is and like what he actually is about. And so I think a lot of times that's when we bring in the shame and the guilt and that stuff kind of comes in because we don't understand the character of God. We also don't understand like who we are in him. 
And so we're valuing like sex and we're valuing all these other things because we don't find value in him. So like for me, like identity is a huge part of like why that's even something that I went for. It's just like loneliness or approval or anything like that. So in college was feeling so lonely. I actually was alone for the summer. And I will say one thing, living by yourself alone in a city when you're that old and like really having issues with this is like probably the worst thing you could ever do just because there isn't anyone around to kind of check and balance what's going on in your life. Like there's no one to really be accountable to. It's important to not put yourself in that situation. Anyway, so I was alone for the summer. I met this guy on a beach and anyways, I ended up I guess like really just enjoying the attention. Like no one was really like dating me. No one had been interested in me the first couple years of college. So I meet him in the middle of the summer. He doesn't even go to my school, which is nice. He's like actually 28 years old and like a fireman. And I'm just like, oh, (laughs) who's this guy? Um, And I'm like, oh, he's giving me attention. This is so nice. Like I'll take it. So it's like obviously like I'm in lack of something here. Of course, it's like I love Jesus and it's like I've gone away, but like I haven't denied him. What happened was, is like, I started spending time with this guy and he, you know, was older and extremely aggressive, which is also like another kind of precaution. I kind of want people to be aware of sometimes just because when you are 20, like I was a 28 year old is on a whole nother level than you are. He's experienced a lot of things like most things. And a 20 year old like me is like, especially someone who's trying to save themselves, like doesn't know that much about that kind of thing. And there were a lot of red flags. He was a recovering alcoholic. He'd been in the military. Like not that there's anything wrong with the military, but like he had a lot of issues from being in the military and just wasn't really functioning mentally very well. So just a lot of dysfunction. I ended up just hanging out with this guy and you know, the attention was nice and I ended up sleeping with him. And it was weird, but I left and I remember feeling extremely numb to the situation. Being numb, why is that your reaction to something so big? But I really think it was such a reflection of like where my heart was with God. I think that I had done a really good job of like digging myself kind of in a hole and just going the direction I wanted to go and not really letting God be a part of that area of my life or really anything in my life at that moment. It was just interesting to me. Like, I think I woke up and been like the next day and I was like, how am I like, how do, how do I feel so numb about this? Like, it was almost like my emotions and everything was just detached from the situation. Um, basically, it just felt like I didn't really have a heart or something about it. It was really weird. And I really think it was because, like, I had really pushed God away, like, as much mm-hmm. as I possibly could. And not that he wasn't there like he was, but it was just in the place that I was at was just that bad, I guess. And then as time progressed, I it was awful. I ended up getting super sick, and I was like, this is weird. Something is not right. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, I think I might be pregnant. And so I took a test, and I was, and it was Probably the most terrifying experience I had ever had before, you know, to that point. I was 20 and here I am in like an extremely career driven college. Like my goals are to like go do so much and I find out I'm pregnant and I'm just thinking, what am I going to do? And like no one's no one's around. No one's there. I literally was just all by myself in the situation. 
because I was so far from the Lord and I really wasn't pursuing him. Like, like I said, I was literally going to church and like, I love you, Jesus. Like, help me in the situation, like screaming out to the Lord, like, help me. It was one of those things, like, I think in that moment, I was scared and very fearful of like what would happen to me. Everything inside of me was like, this cannot happen because of the place that my heart was in and because of the place I had put God, which was like in a box very far away, I ended up having an abortion. It's very hard to explain. There's different reactions for everyone. It was like the moment like I lost my innocence in a way. And I made this decision when I was 20 and it was like, I had no idea the impact that it was actually gonna make long term. And I thought, I'll just take care of this and get rid of this, which is interesting how we like to do that in life. Anyway, so I ended up doing that and I was in a lot of pain for a while. I ended up gaining so much weight. I ended up being so depressed. It was just like a downhill cycle for years, honestly. That was one of those decisions that I, honestly, I think in a way, because I had sex, I was like, of course I got pregnant. It felt like it was like payment for my sin. I think in a way that's a moment where you, you know, I thought that for such a long time. Pregnancy is a beautiful, wonderful thing as well. And so it's interesting because now, I mean, now I know that, but you know, at the time as a 20 year old, like you really do think it's the end of your world. And I really did think it was. And I was like, I'm just gonna handle this and deal with the situation. And looking back now, I definitely don't think that would ever be a situation I'd ever wanna do that again, ever. It's such a sad and like devastating situation. And that's a life that could be here today. gained a lot of weight after I went through all of that and with depression and like postpartum and like I was just like eating my feelings and emotions I was a mess I definitely struggled with feeling with feeling like good enough often because of my sin um, it was hard for me to detach from it and be yeah. like oh I'm worthy I'm loved I'm beautiful like I didn't feel that way because of my sin and what I had done so there definitely was like shame and guilt attached to that. And I kind of let that in and kind of let that stay there until the Lord kind of started working on that. There's still parts of me that have some things where I'm like, oh, like you're not this or you're not that. Now I'm like, oh, that's just dumb. <laughs> but, you know, like, but, you know, it takes time to like really yeah. figure that out. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely think that it had some long term effects for sure on being loved and being scared to ever date anyone again or even ever want to sleep with someone ever again like my husband what is he going to think and like all these things and I know it's not going to be an issue you know there's just a lot of things in the that you think about for the future and you know just being scared to ever commit to a man ever again just because I don't want to be hurt and I don't want to end up in that situation or you know there's a lot of different layers I think so those are all areas like I still feel like the Lord's just always constantly like working on me through those areas mm -hmm. And I would say like the Lord worked on my heart. Definitely. It was, it's definitely a process. Um, there were physical like things that were happening to me because of it. There were emotional things that were happening to me. And honestly, like I really felt so out of it for like a few years. Um, I didn't really feel like I could really enjoy life or like have fun anymore. It made me feel very very different from like everyone I knew. Like I just was like, nobody knows what I'm going through or how this is feeling. So, and I had some really supportive and loving friends. And I think that's so important. It's really important to tell people that kind of thing, even if it you're nervous about it. 
it's just like it's so nice to have people like be there and support you. And I know that like that was helpful for me, but it's kind of a weird process. Like I don't need there wasn't like one moment where the Lord was like, it's gone. It's done. You're fine. But I really did have to forgive myself. Like that's really important. Forgiving yourself is really key. Like forgive yourself and also know that God already forgives you like immediately. And it's so easy to carry that further and just let that just dwell and just stay there and just keep on bringing it back. But in the end, giving it to the Lord and just understanding that he forgives and understanding that like you're loved and he loves you is probably the best headspace to kind of put yourself in. And I'm definitely like, it is not easy, like no doubt, but it is a processing. It just takes time. Now I'm in this place where it's very cool. I almost don't even remember that that happened to me anymore. Like I literally, I do not remember it unless someone brings up abortion or, you know, there's like trigger words. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, like I know what that's about. I forgot that happened to me. And I, I love that because like when I look back on being in that place and like being where I am now and knowing like the grace that like covers that and like how good the Lord is, what's so beautiful. It's like the one thing that really does bring me to tears because I'm like, wow, like you took that. You seriously like you washed it clean, like it's done. It's no longer, it's no longer a part of me. I don't know. That's like one of the things that like makes me so hopeful in life that being able to just know that like, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important with like sex and abortion. Like it is not who you are. Yeah. And it's so easy to let it attach to you. That's huge because it's so common for us to think that when we mess up, like that just becomes who we are. And God will forgive me until this point. Like, so I can have sex and God will forgive me. Yeah. But like an abortion is like too far. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that we put like too far out of his ability to forgive us and wash away. That's all over scripture that that's what he did. And that's literally why he died on the cross was to wash that away. True. And it's like, sometimes it's like the worst the sin people think it's like the harder to forgive. And it's like, no, no, it's not. (laughs) Like that's encouraging to anyone. I know that there's people that are listening to this that don't, that are not, have not lived the same life as you. We all have things that we feel like are too big for God to like forgive or to deal with or whatever it is. And man, that just is really encouraging to me. Yeah. What was the catalyst that got you back into relationship with God and even able to learn these truths and like be free? I think it was honestly kind of went the opposite direction after all that happened. I think you could easily, you could just keep going. And I was so hurt, you know, it was so devastating to me that I just thought I need to do everything but that, like I need to go in the opposite direction. So I basically like went 180 (laughs) and was like, okay, Jesus, I'm all yours. I'm everything. Like, let's figure out what, what needs to happen here. So I kind of just like, ran to Jesus as fast as I could after that happened. And, you know, when you do that, he welcomes you with open arms. Just he's so sweet and kind and so loving that it doesn't matter what you've done. And that's what's so beautiful about it is like he does welcome you with open arms. And he's like, hey, what you've been through sucks, but we're going to get you out of this. And only I know how to get you through this Mm -hmm. in a way that's full of peace and love and grace and all those things. It's kind of like nursing a child from like sickness in a way, like to health is very much the same thing. Like, and I really felt that from him. He carried me through a lot of things mm-hmm. over years 
to kind of get me to that place where I feel like I finally have had freedom. There's this moment where it kind of finally clicks and you look back and you're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. He just comforts you, takes care of you, puts the right people in your life, like that kind of thing. So for me, like it was, like I said, a slow process, but it was definitely through like pursuing him wholeheartedly. I started getting a lot more involved in my church, really digging into things. And I think it's like when you go through something that big, like you really do have this perspective shift on life and you're like, oh, okay, everything's a lot different than I think I thought it looked like. You get a a God perspective on a lot of those things. So for me, it was definitely something that I was like, all right, we're running towards Jesus because if I do that, I know that I will make better decisions in life and understand who he is and who I am and like who he is and who I am in him. The Lord just kind of, you know, kind of whispers those sweet little things and you just kind of figure it out with time with him. You know, it's something that I definitely like have just always struggled with since I had sex. And I really tried my hardest to resist as much as I possibly could. Um, I had a couple instances within like the last 10 years where like I have messed up and I have gone there and like it's interesting. But so normally whenever I've like had sex and and been dealing with this before, like I automatically feel or I think a lot of women feel this way. It's not just me, but I definitely felt a lot of shame and a lot of guilt after I had sex. That's just like something else you kind of want to you just carry with you. I think a lot of times women carry that with them. But the last time I actually had sex, um, I remember doing that. And it's so crazy because I was so on fire for the Lord, like so on fire for the Lord at this time. Like it was just interesting timing because I feel like I was like in this place with the Lord that I had never been in before. And it's so interesting that like when you're in those places, like how the enemy just knows how can I derail the situation? He just kind of puts those temptations in front of us. And like sexual temptation is something I just struggle with. And so it was interesting, but I ended up sleeping with this person because I understood my identity in Christ. And because I understood the heart of God more than I ever had before, just in like the growth that I've experienced over the last few years, I ended up sleeping with this person. And then the next day I actually didn't feel guilt and shame. And it blew my mind because it was almost like this realization, like, I was like, wow, like, wait a minute. I'm so confused. Like, I feel convicted, but like, I don't feel guilt and shame. And the Lord just kind of like spoke to me and was just kind of like, with me, because you know who I am and because you know me and because I've seen you, because you've grown. Sin is sin, but like shame and guilt are basically like also sins. They don't come from God. I think a lot of times we respond with, shame and guilt and we think that that's part of the sin and that because i've had sex then i should be feeling shame and guilt the enemy literally wants you to dwell on it he's like dwell in this as much as you possibly can because like he wants you to be in that place where you don't know who your identity is anymore like you he's just trying to like tear you apart basically so it was really cool but i didn't feel guilt and shame for the first time ever and the lord was like hey like I have convicted you and like you are to repent and like move forward. Like this doesn't define you. This decision no longer defines you. It was a huge thing for me because in the past, like those decisions, that sin, it did define me a lot. It was really cool to just for the first time, like realize like, wow, my sin doesn't define me. That's not who I am. And like shame and guilt are 
separate from sin. They are not the same. That is sin as well. But after sin comes conviction and conviction, repentance. And we just move on. And the Lord says, hey, like, that's not you anymore. When you're feeling shame and guilt after sin, like I think it's the enemy just trying to attack you in a place that you probably left open. But I think because of the Lord and like because of knowing who he is, you can shut that door very quickly and be Mm -hmm. like, nope, that's not me. That's not who I am. I'm yours and I'm done. And like we're going forward, you know. So I think that that's super important. And, you know, like it makes so much sense, though, because like I said, it all goes back to identity in so many ways. Like it just really is the root to a lot of things. And like, you know, we find like we're lacking in something and we feel like sex will be the thing to make us feel better. At least for me, it's it makes me less lonely or it makes me feel loved, that physical intimacy. And the Lord's like, hey, like I can give you that. Look into your heart, kind of figure out what's going on. Because if you are sleeping around, typically something's up. (laughs) And it's just true. I mean, you're lacking something Mm -hmm. or you wouldn't be trying to fulfill it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I loved what you were saying about, hey, if you are sleeping around or if you have messed up in this way, look at your heart. I love that. Could you speak to the woman who's in that spot? Yeah. What would you tell her? To like women who are dealing with this. I've had a lot of like women in my life who are in the same situations and they've been like, oh, well, like once you've had it, you can't not have it anymore. Well, first off, that's a lie. (laughs) There's also this thing called self-control that I really struggle with. And like that's something I've had to kind of identify like, oh, I have an issue with self-control often in this area. It's interesting because I think that's an area that you really have to like speak into or like I'll have to go and pray, pray in the situation often. Like if you're feeling that way, it doesn't mean that like you have to act on it. And there's always an opportunity to get out of a situation, always. And I can't tell you how many times I've made bad decisions and there was always a way out before I went there. So I think it's like that conviction always rises up and you can choose to like ignore it. Or you can choose to act on it and just continue doing what you're doing. That's a huge one. If you feel that like little check in your heart and your spirit, that's kind of a, oh, like maybe I shouldn't be doing this or maybe I shouldn't continue doing this or maybe I should walk away. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone and, you know, you both agree that it's something you shouldn't be doing and like you're still, you know, having an issue with the other person, you know, I think you really do need to have those conversations with who you're dating. You need to figure that out from like day one. Like, can you help me with this? Can I help you with this? Because if one of you can and one of you can't, it's going to make it really hard. So I think kind of agreeing on that is yeah, really important. Yeah, and I think it's something, if, you, if you're in a relationship, you have to keep talking about it. Right. You know, like you think, okay, well, we both have this conviction and it's fine. But right. like you said, like self-control yeah. is a real, like, it's, it's a, a really thing. Tough and it's one. a thing we have to all all work on in yeah. our lives. When I was having sex, I often had to think later on, oh, Lord, your commandment, me obeying you is so important. I love you. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I be obeying you? Like, why wouldn't I be giving this area to you? And it's funny because, like, I think a lot of people just... They don't want to maybe talk about it. It's such a taboo subject often, and especially because of the church. I think the church is, you know, a part of that issue in the past for a lot of people, like even for me, but people don't want to talk about it. And I think it's so good. Like, even if you're like, oh, I'm sleeping with random people and I like don't know why I keep doing this, finding somebody like even a friend or like talking to somebody 
about it just to have that accountability is really important but I mean also and those are like more practical ways obviously going to the Lord about it is what you should be doing first it's definitely something I feel like you can feel kind of stuck in and just like with any sin like you can be stuck like or an addiction or anything like something you feel stuck in but I know that in the end of the day like you're going to be so happy if you can get out of that situation giving it to the Lord and asking him to like really help you through that situation he's going to do it he doesn't want that for you for me it took a lot of time and a lot of Jesus just kind of constantly speaking to me through it and like I said like sometimes I messed up you know but like there's grace and the Lord forgives you and it doesn't mean like oh I can go have sex now it's fine but like that whole repenting thing and being like hey I want what you want Mm -hmm. I don't want what I want anymore because when I do things the way I want them it never turns out good I really like that even thought I was talking to our friend Victoria the other day and uh-huh. we were talking about kind of like the similar subject and she she was like I don't understand like if if like God asks us to do something I feel like I just want to do it because I love him and I have a relationship with yeah. him and I, that's the core of it is like I have a relationship with him and if I know something bothers you we're friends I'm not gonna do it yeah you know like if you've asked me like not to do something yeah. Because I love you, I'm not going to do, do it. it. Yeah. You know, and like that's sometimes we forget that that's oh, yeah, the we same don't do relationship that with, God. with God, you know, like we yeah. have the same thing. Like he's asked us to yeah. not do something and that goes across like all kinds of things. And we can just like choose to be like, you know, you're right, God, yeah. like because I love you. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. And that's going to take self-control and it's going to take all these yeah. other things. Yeah, it's going to be a fight. It's not going to be easy. No. Like it's not just like a bam. I'm fine now. Yeah. Like, it's hard. Like, I'm not even going to say that it's not. Like, it's so hard. It's like you're fighting your natural desire to do something. Yeah. It costs you something. Like, we talk about all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, we were fully prepared because scripture says you're going to have to fight your flesh. For sure. (laughs) Totally. Like, that's a very, like, we're going to have to, like, in all kinds of things. And, I'm sorry, it sounds like I've had a lot of sex. I've only had sex, like, a few times with only a few people. (laughs) <laughs> anyways but this guy that i we were friends for a really long time and um anyways i had sex with him and I, I and afterwards this is so great but afterwards i really did feel so bad about it and i was like what is wrong with me and i was on the phone with my friend one of my best friends and she was like your sin is far from the east as it is west like you know to god like yeah it's fine you know grace you're like covered by him and the lord gave me this scripture and it was so weird it was literally like when I got home, I like opened up the Bible because I was just crying and sobbing and I opened it up and there was like the scripture and it was literally about like sex and like all this different stuff. But it was like the most like sweetest like mm-hmm. correction. And yeah. I was like, oh, that is just like you to just sweetly correct me. Like, in this yeah. Way. You're not the only one who's made mistakes. You're not the only one who's healing, who still has regrets, or who's working through the repercussions of a decision. I want you to know that God's grace is enough for you. You can find the freedom that Lauren talks about, whether it's sex or abortion, like Lauren's story, or it's letting insecurities take over, like me. Get to know God. He wants to wash those mistakes away and replace it with freedom, forgiveness, and purpose, no matter what your story is. So let him take the time to learn, know, and really believe this. It won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. We asked Lauren what verse should be at the end of this episode. She gave us 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. 
Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 